Jennifer, how are you? Richard, I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm fantastic. Long time no see. How have you been? <laughs> but, like I was just thinking about, I'm like, I think there's like solar flares or something because it feels very energetically just a little bit off. Yeah, everything's kind of wacky today. I was just uh, noticing that wherever I was driving, people were like, you know, crazy driving in circles. Yeah. You always notice that. It's like somebody cuts you off and at first you go, oh, that was crazy. And then like two minutes later, somebody else does it and you go, wait, oh, I get it. This is like crazy driving day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I've, yeah. The past couple of days have been kind of odd. So maybe it's solar flares, who knows? <laughs> Lunar. Oh, sorry? Maybe we should ask Luana. Maybe we should ask, I was going to say lunar flares. All right, let's, That's speaking funny. of lunar flares, let's ask Luana. So, Lou, for people tuning in for the second time, Luana is our friend who passed away in 96, who's on the flip side. And with Jennifer, I met uh, five years ago. We started talking to each other and she, you know, one day said, hey, there's, your friend is here. And from that point forward, we realized that Luana is like a person who is helping, just the way Jennifer helps people here access the other side, Luana on the other side ha is helping people to access Jennifer in this odd kind of conversational cell phone way, like two Dixie cups with that string, you know, between that, you know, you just do when you're kids. It's a little bit like that because Jennifer has to interpret what Luana is showing her. And then I'm around because I knew Lou for 20 years, and sometimes her, you know, references are stuff that I find right. amusing, hilarious. Right. So Lou, what's up with all the uh, weirdness going on on the planet today? Okay, I'm just gonna give you what I get. Okay. She made me feel Southeast Asia, Asia, excuse me, Southeast Asia. Don't know why. And then she showed me like an opening in the sky. So I don't know if it's the um, electric magnetic, magnetic field or the ozone layer. I don't know what it is and why she would show me that, but I'm going to follow it because I know I'm not thinking it. Okay, very good. So Lou, is this something, and what makes you say it's Southeast Asia? Are you looking at the globe or? No, she just said it was Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. And Lou, are you talking about a solar flare, for lack of a better term? Yes. Okay, and uh, that's something that my wife Sherry has noticed and sort of did some research on that s giant solar flares and the scientists will tell you that the sun is coming into like a solar flare period, which it does, but that sometimes it precipitates earthquakes. And of course there's earthquakes on the planet all the time, but Lou, are you saying it's something we should talk about or is it just, are you relating the planets a little bit off today because of the solar flares something that we should talk about all right is there i mean just in terms of our research and process it's a little bit like licking your finger and holding it up to the wind right is it is it going to be windy but it's also like your joints are aching and it's like oh i think it's going to rain right um, but i also want to point out there's animals on the planet as we know, uh, you know, dogs can smell cancer, bees can see UV light. Animals that are sentient in a weird way that they know stuff is happening on the planet that we don't know about. 
So is there a way for us to tap into that matrix to sort of uh, understand? Yes. How do we do that? She's showing me like in the morning, just to gauge it, like you just said. <laughs> um, be still. Interesting. So she said, be still and just kind of gauge in it, like feel into the planet. And I said, the people? And then she's like, no, the planet, <laughs> not the people. So make sure you have that distinction because if you think of it, everybody's gonna have their own interpretation, of course, regardless of the planet or people. But if you're, you know, just don't have it about the people. <laughs> well, so, that's, that's a, it's a differentiation and it's interesting because it, instead of meditating, let's say, and med in Latin means measure. So you're measuring your thoughts. So, and let's say you're waking up in the morning, you're measuring, how do I feel? And you know, you might relate it to relatives of yours or people who are annoying you or people, you know, whatever. But she's saying it, take a step further and sort of open yourself up to the planet to see or right. feel the vibration. It was interesting. Yeah. So when I just did it, It felt hot from up here and not in a sun, not in a like getting outside and getting a sunburn or it being super hot here because it's really not, or even though we're in June. Um, oh, happy birthday, Grandma. It's my grandma's 103rd birthday. Oh my gosh. She's in heaven, but I was named after her June. So oh, birthday. how sweet. Right, I just came in. Um, it was weird. Hold on. Interesting. I'm being shown a lot of different things. So the first thing that I was shown, like I was shown the heat. So I'm like, so what are, so maybe that's a reference for me for solar flares, feeling the heat from above. And then I was shown to like pick a tree, like your favorite tree, any tree, a tree you grew up with, a tree that you know that's in your backyard, whatever. How is that tree feeling? Is it restless? Is it just, you know, flowing? Like, how does the tree's consciousness feel to you? Okay, well, let's go st one step back. She could also be talking about the temperature of the planet because that's a scientific thing that's happening now where the planet is heating up. She just showed the bark coming off of the tree. So is that what you're talking about, Lou? The planet heating up. Okay, and now this is interesting because We've referenced this before in my book, Architecture of the Afterlife. I had a couple of interviews with people who could access a tree. In their mind's eye, they saw a tree on the flip side somewhere in a sacred grove. And I would say, well, can you go up and hug the tree? And if they could, I'd say, well, is there any kind of conscious or sentience? Anyway, I asked a tree, how do we help climate change? And the tree said, plant a trillion trees because that will increase the oxygen levels which will then bring the temperature of the planet down right since then people have corrected me and said well it's not only trees you got to plant you know the oceans have, are a big huge source of oxygen etc cetera, etc cetera. but the the basic thing is creating more oxygen for the planet will lower the temperature of the planet so is right. that what you want to talk about lou that should be a given in any book, in any circumstance, that that's what we need to do, she says. What she wants to talk about is how to gauge your, how to gauge the day that's not related to feelings. 
So not related to feelings about others, not related to feelings about yourself, but gauging, because that was our original question, gauging the planet, right? Right. Um, and to be aware of this in the context of it might be a little bit jumpy, but instead of, and then they, that's so funny. So instead of going against the current, they actually showed me Nemo. Remember the turtles where they jump into that thing and then just go? That's what they showed me, what we have to do. Just, you know, go for, you know, go with it versus against it. Don't get in your head. Don't get stuck in your head. If you have people that you're not, get, thank you, that you're not getting along with, send them love or do whatever, but don't let that be a part of you or don't tag on to what's happening energetically. Tag it to something that's going wrong in your life. That's what she says she wants to move you away from. Okay. So it's a form like you're of healthy, you're strong, you live in California. She goes, or whatever. You don't really, or wherever, you really don't have that much to complain about. <laughs> Which is true. In the grand scheme of things, we are so we have fresh water. She keeps showing me fresh water. We're able to go out, we have the ocean. There's so many things, or hiking in the mountains, whatever that looks like to calm yourself down or like I understand. And so and it's almost like saying when you do wake up and you're feeling discombobulated or stressed, and a lot of people do, they wake up and the first thought is like, uh, how am I going to survive this day? But the point is, is to check your surroundings, check the things off that you can do, the things that you're grateful for being able to do, breathe, walk, drink water. Those so kinds of things. it was funny because I closed my eyes again to see how it felt and it just felt a little windy. So that's, to me, that's just how the day is going. That was, so, so everybody, everybody's going to get something different. Not every, nobody gets the same information, but just what does that mean to you? And you can always right. ask, what does that mean to you? Okay, very good. A little windy. So as opposed to calm. So you wake up and the world's a little windy instead of like, what's happening? <laughs> Solar flares. It's like, it's a little windy. It's a little windy. So, Just deal with it. Getting that, getting that, you know, remember. Get an umbrella and whoa, remember turtle, watch it. Remember watch turtle. It what, was his, what was Turtle's name? What do you mean? Uh, Mr. Turtle? Was it just Turtle? The cartoon? I don't know. In Nemo. Oh, Nemo. Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, that was the director. The director voiced that turtle. Very yeah, clever. A uh, bird. What's his name? Anyway. <laughs> Lou, let's thank you, Lou. I appreciate that. Very interesting answer to what's up. Let's take a look at your clipboard. I actually got then later on, it'd be calmer, which is interesting. So that the wind dies down and then you have calmness and you can create calmness even within the wind, correct? Yes, you can. You don't have to, you can drink your, drink your coffee while the wind's going crazy. Right. Thank you, Lou. Um, all right. Lou, let's take a look at your clipboard. Is there anybody we need to speak to today? You spoke to someone this morning, she says. I did. And do you want to talk about that person or who do you want to bring them forward and plonk them in the chair? Yes. Oh, because you saw hot lips. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm hot sorry, lips. who I just saw was the guy from MASH. And so then I remembered it was hot lips that you saw. Very good. You're correct. Correct you are, ma'am. Today, uh, yesterday was Sally Kellerman's birthday, uh, one of Loana's oldest, dearest friends. Uh, Sally's still on the planet, thank God. Um, but I went up to see her uh, with a film director. I won't say who that was because maybe she wants to talk about that and maybe that'll be something we can reveal on air. 
But um, we went up, we had a lovely conversation, sang some songs. That's so talk, awesome. You brought talk, your guitar, right? No, no, I just brought my repertoire. Uh, but we talked about you, Luana. And of course, you know, when you're talking to a friend who's not entirely sure what you're talking about, because I'm saying, you know, we talk to Luana every week. And, you know, for somebody who knows our friend had passed away, I don't know, whatever it is, 30 years ago. It's like, excuse me? Right. And, uh, you just made her more confused. Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't, it wasn't that I was trying to prove anything to her. As our friend Robert Town said recently, I spent my whole life convinced there was no afterlife, and now I'm convinced there is one. So what's the difference? The difference is you have an experience where it can't be something else. So in this case, I'm not trying to convince Sally, but I did want to say to her that what I hear from Lou, what, what do you, Lou, what do you think I said to Sally? I don't know if you were paying attention at that moment. That it's fun up here. <laughs> I did. I said that it was fun up there. I also said something like, all there is, is. Now. <laughs> now we just listen listen no. to your oh, inner beetle. I'm trying, I'm trying to. <laughs> all there is is love. Okay. Hey. Um, hold on a second. She misses, is her husband over there? Yes, he is. That's correct. She misses her, him terribly. I'm very, getting. very good. He's Does Jonathan want to stop by and say hello? He's there. Yeah, I don't, I didn't know his name. So Jonathan? Okay. Yeah. And Jonathan, any words of wisdom for <laughs> Sally? Couple names, that's it. I, Luna Flares is what I wrote down first. Um, <laughs> Lu, Luana Flares. He said, thank you. Thank you, Rich. Well, the director and I. It's a big task to always have someone in your thoughts and prayers, and you do with her. Well, the, you made her feel exactly wherever she needed to be. You made, you didn't make her feel bad. You you encouraged it. You entertained whatever she was saying. Um, even though she repeated herself, I think a couple of times about him. He says. Yes. That's correct. That he's worth repeating. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth repeating. Very good. And the director and I both had made movies for you, Jonathan. You had produced a number of films. So the director, who I don't know his name, did his father pass away? Because I feel like his father's... That's very possible. I think so. I don't, I don't know for a fact. Um, and maybe... Sorry? It's the same name as the director. Okay. And Jonathan, do you want to put in uh, Jennifer's mind one of this director's movies or an actor that was in a movie? Well, I just saw Opie. Opie. Ron Howard. Okay. No, Ron. Ron wasn't. That's all right. That's all right. It's movie land talk. But, but Jonathan knows this director because he produced a movie. I think maybe two. Well, is it the same name? No. Oh, uh, no. Uh, but the his name came up a couple of weeks ago, oddly enough. Um, but okay. I will, I want to, I'll give you a hint. The actor who starred in his most famous movie is an actor that Jonathan represented as a manager for many years. And he's a very famous actor. In the movie we're talking about, he sang, he sang songs in that movie. I'm sorry. I probably don't, I can't. That's all right. Jonathan, you want to pop uh, our buddy's name into her mind? 
That was a long time ago. Don't judge it. I know. I think I just talked about a stare, though. That was funny. Dancing. Uh, okay, that's correct. Okay, the guy's a fa he's famous for dancing. Oh, that's so then you're talking about Patrick Swayze. No, I'm not. But he's famous for dancing. <laughs> and he's also sang in this movie that this director directed. Um, I'm not going to know. Yes, you will know. We're going to pull it out of you. Anyway, sometimes, listen, and this is for the audience who has seen us do this before. And sometimes Jennifer hits it right in the head and sometimes not so much. You're, what? Not, talking about, you're not talking about Elvis either. So Cl Very close. Very close. The right coloring. I know. but Dancer, coloring. You got the coloring. Dark got, hair. Dark hair. On the John Travolta. Thank you. They showed, okay, but he's alive. So I was looking for someone dead. Dummy. Why? Why? I was looking for someone dead. I okay. Weird, so that wasn't fair. So the director of the movie, of, of the mm -hmm. movie that Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, Reese. thank you. What came, how did that come to mind? Because I've talked to him before. Okay, very good. Or so Randall's alive. Randall is with me today. Randall Kleiser is the director of Greece. We went to see Sally. And so Jonathan, we were talking about Sally's husband because Jonathan produced two movies, three movies of mine, and at least one movie of Randall's. And we were talking about he was the only producer we'd ever met in our lives who would just say at the end of, you know, you saying, I, he'd ask you, what are you doing now? What are you thinking of doing? And you'd say, well, I'm trying to make a movie about blah, blah. And you go, let's do it. Here's a check. Let's go make the movie. That's the kind of guy he was. So we were talking about you, Jonathan. We were just saying what a generous person you were on the planet. Mm. It all came back. It always comes back, he said. It just kept going. Very good. Um, so hard because I was trying to find somebody over there. I'm still mad at you, Richard. <laughs> Don't be, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said the director I went with directed this actor who's alive. You know. I'm always looking for dead people. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. It's all right. But anyway, the point is, is that Jonathan, Sally's husband, was very generous with us. And we were just happy to go and see Sally because that's one of Luana's oldest friends. Yeah. So when you said you were with somebody today that Luana wanted to reference, that's correct. Yeah. What do you want to say to uh, Sal? Lou? You already said it. She said that you were channeling her, actually, or what she would say. Oh, not to have fear. Know that you could talk to the other side. More so not being over there, but knowing that she could talk to the other side. And you gave her, did you give her something? Like a court, like there was some something that felt like it was in the hand. What was it? it felt like candy. It was like candy. Chocolate. Chocolate. And Randall gave her a copy of his book, uh, the history of Greece and the script and everything, all that stuff. That's beautiful, so cool. beautiful bound copy. Wow. It was sweet. Um, she loves seas candy, so I knew exactly what to get her. I'm getting that she's a diabetic or something, or that she's not supposed to have it. Well, you know, she hands them out to everybody. She had one, so hopefully yep. she's not in like a catatonic shock right now. All right, Lou. Who else needs to be chatted with today? Okay. 
you talked about somebody a couple of days ago to Robert, our buddy Robert. Okay. This somebody is, on the flip side? This is, well, I'm not going to tell you and have you go looking for it. Um, <laughs> this, this two mediums arguing. You went out for a bundle of sticks. You never came back. That's in uh, You Can't Hurry Love. Okay, hold on. Oh. Your mom, Anthony, came up. Wow. And did you put up another song or did you put something up? Sure. Sure. Just recently playing she she tunes. Was, it was like one of her favorites. Oh, you know what it was? It's uh, I'm working on a book about tuning into the flip side and it's all about her because she was a concert pianist. And mm -hmm. so I was going through all of her, you know, various photographs and I found one. It was like, oh, I remember this one. Anyway, I'm sure that's what she's referring to. Um, she said she tried to hide that photo. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting is, you know, and this is, uh, this is about process. It's not about what, what is Rich doing these days. Jennifer and I do this thing where we talk to people on the other side and they give us images or thoughts that relate to what we're doing. And so right. my mom, when I pull up a photograph of her, doesn't have to be in my hand, but it could be on the screen. I remember when it was taken. And that's like a key. You're like, you're like putting a key in a door and opening right. it. And then you're connecting to the energy of that photograph, of that laughter, that sound that they made. And right. it's a way for you to connect with other people on the other side. And just for the audience, he's never told me he was doing this. He never told me that you were doing a book or a putting things up with your regret. Like, we haven't discussed that. We haven't discussed time. it, no. Yeah, just so uh, you know. But she's just saying thank you. She loves it. And she loves spending time with you. Well, she's it's... It, it's she's giving you... I, she goes, you are paying attention. Because she's giving you thoughts that you're... She goes, with how stubborn you are, it's amazing that she can get through. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I was writing this sentence the other day, which was... And she says, you know, stop worrying about the order of things. Okay. I mean, don't worry about the order of things. Because you, you want to stop, because you want things to be chronological and you're trying to figure that out. Hold on. That's funny. But it's not going to be. I, yeah, no, I can see that. I'm, I'm trying to make it chronological the way a musical symphony is. First movement, second movement, third movement. So I'm trying to think of the book in that way. Because we're talking about frequency, we're talking about musicianship, right. about channeling musicians, about what is frequency, you know, and what is it when a musician plays, especially with child prodigies, people that show up and they're still playing the song that they were playing, you know, the last time they were here. Right. So, and it's this idea, I was just reading about uh, Robert Schumann, who was a famous composer, who they declared bipolar, put him in a hospital and he died there. But basically, he heard symphonies all night, all day. And he would get up and write them. And everybody said, you're nuts. There's something wrong with you. You're having delusions. Um, unfortunately for him, you know, they had people who actually, you know, in those days, they could put people away for, you know, having delusions. But literally, the guy would hear the symphony, run in and write it, you know, write it down. Boom. Um, so, and, you know, the, the, the point is, what is that? What is frequency? What is music? 
et cetera, et cetera. So I was just referring the other day to my mom's last day on the planet where she spent an hour playing like a concerto and classical music. I mean, just an amazing player. You can see her play at anthemartini.com. Not a plug, but you can see her play there. Um, but I was holding her hand as she crossed over and the strength in her hand it was just so intense and powerful. I mean, strong, strong hands. So that's a visceral thing. And you want to talk to your mom, you know, try to think of something specific. You know, what does her right. hand feel like? Like that, I, for my dad, for instance, when I had that incredible visitation in my sleep, when I was sleeping, I could feel the hairs on his arm. Like wow. it was something that, um, in his, like his aftershave, you know that was I don't know what it's called Old Spice Old Spice uh, why not just the hairs on his arm so you're thinking of the strength it was so real it was such a real feeling um, right it's and it's almost like there's a file in your head that has recorded it it's not something you're trying to bring up or think about but right. it's there suddenly in front of you. And instead of pushing it aside and saying, oh, I, you know, I had some pizza last night, you know, <laughs> just fall into it. And in your case, Jennifer's referring to a wonderful dream she had of her, with her father dancing. And, and the idea of having a really emotional connection, but then at some point as people do, they turn the channel slightly because they go, oh, wait a minute, you're no longer on the planet. I forgot. And your whole world shifts and everything disappears the green screen screen goes away it does it was just like i started crying i'm like no i started crying hysterically yeah i've had that i've had that. i think we all have you know where you're in a dream and you like you suddenly go oh you're i mean in my case it's weird because of our conversations i've learned not to judge conversations so i may come to the point of going oh wait a second, I'm talking to somebody that's no longer on the planet. And instead of dealing with that, I go, okay. And then what you were, what were you saying? <laughs> I try to remember whatever, whatever the content was. Um, I, it's just a fascinating topic. Lou, of course, we have to look at your VIP list. <laughs> My mom there, is always there, welcome. There is no VIP up here. Oh, okay. She oh. says, you know, no hierarchy. Hold on a second. Why she VIP. Hold on. She's showing me, um, oh my goodness, Tom. Um, you know, you know, Tom Petty, excuse me. Tom Petty wants to talk to us. Please do, sir. You're always welcome. You're the guy who named our book. That's right. He showed me the car in space, which is kind of funny. Okay. Okay. He's showing me the keys of a keyboard. Um, he says each key is a frequency of light. So we might not see it, but it's a frequency of light. Um, sorry. Can you hear the background, all the no, that's a frequency of a back a truck backing up. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We can deal with, we can multi-listen, multitask. Go ahead. Okay. Um, a, fr a frequency of light. Do you associate color with those lights? That can also, okay. So he's saying that the frequency, sorry, it just takes a little while when I'm getting information. 
he's saying that when you play, that's also something that you can do to get their attention on the other side, on the flip side. So you can have your own frequency for them just based upon a keyboard or a guitar or whatever it is, whatever you feel connected to them as a channel. Do you know what I'm saying? So we always say that it's your heart. So if you put your focus in your heart, some people need a little bit more than that, he's saying. So if you get sit down and you have a keyboard, you know, play around with it and, and ask. Or, or uh, okay, I understand what you're saying, which is also for people out there who are trying to figure out, well, what's a way I can connect with my mom or dad or lover, friend, mm -hmm. find a song that you love together. And when you think of that song, uh, it's interesting because Randall, Kleiser just said this to Sally Kellerman. I'll be seeing you in all the old familiar places. That's the song that he hears when he sees her. And it's a song about the flip side, if people listen to it. But Sally used to sing that in her stage show. She toured the country as a singer, as well as being an you know, Oscar-nominated actress for MASH. But that song. So that song, when Randall mentioned it, I clearly got what he was saying, which is that's the frequency of Sally. Her singing that song makes him tune right into her. So if you have a song like that, smile, though your heart is breaking, you know, whatever the song is, sorry, you, you, you tap into that. Tom, is that what you're saying? Yes. And so, but let me ask you, so, you know, we have spoken to people that are close to you who are, who told us unequivocally, like, I don't think you're talking to Tom, which, which is fine. Uh, and, but you asked us, you said, you know, we, I want you to talk to these friends of mine. And, and we did, or I did. And they said, he's saying that they weren't ready. They weren't ready. Okay. But I, so but let's go a little step they further. Also, they also don't believe in this. Kind That's of right. And I don't want to step on anybody's toes, Tom, I'm talking to you directly. Well, I, we, you know, hold on. He says it'll be years before they do. He goes, what the important part of what of having you, you know, thank you. It's the reminder that there is that. Even if they don't believe in it, you know. There's a possibility of there's it. There's a possibility and it will come, if they hear it enough, it will start happening or it will come into fruition. It will. It's almost like the key gets turned because it's like, I've had this happen with you in a session where I remember we were doing a session with a guy who was just not convinced uh, and we were accessing, you were accessing, thank you, uh, his son. And then we had another guy that we both knew who came through and said, and he reminded you of a ship's clock or compass that he had given this guy. Right. And this guy was like, no, he didn't. No, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he'd been doing that, no, no. And then he went, oh my God. Oh, 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 wait, yeah, he gave it to my wife. I know what he's talking about. And so, you know, you couldn't know that. I couldn't, nobody in the room would know that, but him. And it was in that moment of recognition, like, oh, okay. So. There's no way she could have known this. There's no way, you know, right. I, do, I have a lot of clients that are all over the internet. It actually makes it worse for me, but I Right, because they think you're looking them up. Yeah, but I always give, they know, because they always give information that no one would ever know. No one would ever know. So, but Tom, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I'm, I apologize, but let's go back to what you're saying. So oh, thanks for having me. Okay. Oh, well, thank you for coming by. Thanks for the title of the book. So people can, 
talk about this. Like if they want to hear a song of yours, let's say, that were associated with somebody they love, do you show up or is this just something, it's like a frequency that makes them connect to these people? He says they do if there's an opening. He's oh. like, it's my freak. Oh, hold on. That's <laughs> so funny. So I'm like, you have your own unique frequency. And he goes, that's what you tell everybody. Everyone has their own unique frequency. <laughs> well, it's true. You do say that. That is funny. But he's saying that because he has that unique frequency and he could be in multiple, his spirit, that frequency can be in multiple places at multiple times. He's outside of time. So literally, if somebody's listening to your song in Tuscaloosa or listening to it in Africa, simultaneously, if you wanted or could, or right. it was there were open to it. He did say that, oh, that the people that he does know personally will have more of a feeling that I'm there. Versus more of a connection, more of that feeling. The person that does not. So how, let's, let's ask that question as a process. How do you generate that feeling? Or is it you generating it? Or are they generating? Or is it their higher self generating it? It's all of it, he says. So, because when I hear your voice uh, or the way you play the guitar, it's a particular, you know, sound, timber tone tonality mm -hmm. and it goes right in it's like listening to a little bit of beethoven you know or mozart whatever you know right away that's who wrote this piece mm -hmm. so i hear tom's timber let's say um and so that is unique to you right and so when somebody taps into that frequency of you how could they ask you to come by you just have to believe it he says that's part okay. of it. Is I can't. He's like I can't even get the key in the door, or I can't even walk in if they don't. He's like it keeps us out. You're All right. So let's pretend they do believe. So and they put on one of your songs. And I'm able to go through the door. And they put on one of the songs. It depends on what they're th if they're. He goes. I get more amusement out of it because a lot of times they're just they feel good about the song, or they're thinking about somebody else. Why they you know, why they're playing. My right, some experience that but, they had. Right, so I'm feel he says, rarely do they ask me questions. <laughs> so you what know? was it like to hear us ask you questions? All right. <laughs> I don't know, he said it. You know what's interesting, I just want to point this out. When you first showed up in our class, let's say, and it was session just like this, and you, I know Jennifer said, Tom Petty's here, and I was like, why? And I, so I, and I do remember, I asked you a specific question and your answer was not to answer the question. I just found that really amusing. I said, I know what I asked. I said, so who was there to greet you when you crossed over? And you said, can I just tell you how hard it is to get in this class? <laughs> that there's like a, that your friend Luana no, has like a clipboard. It's been a year and a half since you saw me. <laughs> well, that's a second question. I mean, look, Obviously, we do a spotlight here. You know, people get in the chair and we try to focus on them. And if other people show up, we kind of go, hey, you know, just wait your turn. But is there, describe that process. Like, did well, you he, want, said, he said Anthony kind of paved it because then I still put the keyboard in there. So she's somebody that plays the piano. <laughs> so he's like, hey, 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 I have some, you know. I can add that. Right, well, yeah, he goes, Prince wanted to say the same thing as all of us. He goes, I'm talking for all of us, even though they would have liked to have talked. Individually. 
that Thank Prince you. had, he said Prince has had way too, way more <laughs> play time than I have. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like keeping a chart. How many yeah. times has he talked? Class, you know, he put a little X next to the name. But let's go back to that keyboard for a second. He says so, three times, 18 times for Prince. That's true. So let's go back to the keyboard for a second. You said each, each frequency is like keys on the keyboard, 88 keys, let's say. Each frequency is a color and a frequency. It's and a frequency. Keyboard. Yeah. All right. And because colors are, as we know, a wavelength and wave and then also particle because light is both particle and wave. Right. And so... It's like playing air guitar, he says. You don't have to have a keyboard set to do it. You could just like play it like in your, you could take it to a whole different level of seeing keys light up. And then he showed me that movie, um, Soul. Oh, where, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, or there's another great book um, from Mitch Album, I think is his last name. Uh, the Magic Strings of Frankie Presto. The Magic Strings of Frankie Presto. You have to listen to it though, because he has different actors for all the voices and it's an oh, amazing book. Um, but everything has a life force. And so the energy coming from, like you and I just showed us light up. Um, we have a life force that emanates us, that's outside of us. And he's like, it go, it's the same thing with everything in life. All right, but, let me ask you about that, Tom. Everything in life has a life force. Are you referring to trees as well as animals, insects, objects, things? He said, he said that's a given, yes. But things, hold on. The things that are made up of things, like he just showed me the, my office, the wood, the chair. He goes, that, that still has a life force. So Adam's agreeing to hold space is literally like a definition of how things exist. And yes. if you allow that everything is composed of the medium of consciousness, let's just call it that, the fabric, the rug, that is what is the universe. If it's all sentient, if it's all consciousness. Mm -hmm. Now, we've heard this from our friend Charles Grodin. Tom, are you creating, are we and our higher self creating our reality over there? Or is it some kind of synergy? We've already created it over there. We're just drawing upon it here. So whether that's a synergy or a, we have different outcomes that we can have with everything. Ah, almost like a CGI, like creating a scenario that's going to happen. However, let me ask, people do screw up. They do have free will so they can screw up what they planned. Is that right? He's laughing. He's like, yeah. He's like, that's why we have many lives. <laughs> So people, uh, you know, they got a plan, they've created what they're going to do, and then they get into the game and they start screwing up. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's like clams on stage or, or a Wilbury, which is a, a term that George Harrison. Said is that stuff, things that, you know, if you're one life might have been a totally what would be considered normal, a normal life at that point in time. Whereas if it was compared to a life now in this time period, it would have been really bad to do what we did, you know, thousands in of In a previous life, yeah, some other lifetime. Right, so it's all relative. It's all relative. And I try to tell people, look, think of it as being in an audience and on stage at the same time. And it works for you, Tom. 
as a musician. You're both in the audience watching yourself perform. Is that correct? Yeah. It's just a now let's just talk about the filters that keep us from accessing all this information. People who have a near-death experience, out-of-body experience, hypnotherapy, they bypass those filters so they can access the audience. How can we do that in our regular world? What's a way for us to bypass those filters that prevent us from? He's like, die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one. Not an option in our <laughs> world. But meditation, hypnotherapy, what? Every person's different. Um, some people are more audio, some more visual, some people are more, so that's why we use colors, music, you name it. Everyone has some type of modality that could be their medium. Um, they have to trust that there is another side. They have to stop fighting it. They have to get over their belief structure that hindered a lot of their progressive. Like if you grew up in a religion that, you know, that you think, whatever your interpretation is, because the religion might not preach, hey, you can't do this. You just might think you're not supposed to do it. Right, well, some people say you're not supposed to talk to the dead. My latest thing is to say, well, look, they're alive and they can communicate. It's we're the dead ones, because we, pre we pretend that they don't exist. Well, I always say, I'm like, let me get this straight. So you spend your whole life so you can go to heaven, right? But you can't talk to it? <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't, don't go there. That's very funny. Uh, Tom? What's the more accurate term for heaven? Home or heaven? It's love. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I like that. Some people, their homes here might have bad references. And so instead of saying home, he says it's love because the lack of love is when you feel like you're away from heaven. That's why we're supposed to bring heaven on earth. It's through love. It's not through being tough on someone. Granted, we can get into whole, like we need to push that aside, but. Yeah. Um, no, no, but that's a great answer because, you know, people, people in the research. Heaven is love. I mean, people in the research call the afterlife home and they refer to it as a fam, you know, familiar place where there's unconditional love. But to say, don't focus on separating those terms between heaven and home, just focus on the term love. When you go home, that's where love is. That's your, it's, a, it's a love place, I guess. Is that what you're saying or am I making that up? You're making it up, hold on. <laughs> well, some people have had good experiences with home. He's just right, saying so the, everybody, yeah. everybody has. And he's just, he shows me a heart being full of love because that's heaven. That's, Beautiful. you know, have when, your heart is full of love and you want to give other people love, you make your own heaven. Are you planning on coming back anytime soon or are you hanging out? I think I heard him say it's Luana's cat. <laughs> it's Luana's cat. I like that. Uh, who are you hanging out with besides Lou in our class? Anybody? My dad. Your dad. Okay. Uh, and for people who aren't aware of Tom's journey, that's an unusual statement. Yeah. I know Jennifer's not, but Tom I, is. I don't remember, but um, other musicians figuring out our next gig. Very good. And do you get a chance to play with other musicians? 
all the time. And We're let all... me ask you, what kind of music do you guys do? Are they tuned? This is like a silly question, but. You said words can't describe what, it's like a whole different level of what music is. Because there's instruments that haven't even been invented yet. Okay, if you could just talk about that a little bit, like what, what kind of sounds do they make? I, and of course, sound is a relative thing because you're feeling it or sensing it. Well, he's also showing me distance. So distance comes into play with the sounds. Interesting. So you can have, have sounds that are- Close like, up. So he showed me like the sound, like you know how the stars, for instance, by the time the light reflects by the time we see the light from the stars and how many thousands of miles and trillions of miles the star is away, he's using that as a reference for music. So we don't have that capacity, but they have more of a, they can make a containment. They can mathematically create a noise. A sound. Or a sound. Well, he's like, that's debatable. <laughs> Depends on the musician. Correct. <laughs> Just like playing golf, like hitting, you know, having one hole be like another continent. In away. Hawaii, yeah. For those who are not familiar with this reference, we've talked to people who were golfers on the flip side, and they've talked about creating courses. And they've talked about how the courses are an amalgam of courses they played, walked on, or they're creating over there. And right. so, you know, it was uh, Gary Shandling who we asked how many holes does he play? And he said two, the T's are very far apart. Um, yeah. And so, hold on one second. So fascinating. It's like, he just showed me like an orchestra on the, like I saw this before where there's an orchestra that was out on the sea where the wells were and the music. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. There, he's just talking about all sorts of different sounds that, you know, they don't like they can, they can see what it's like. Okay, what if we played this against, you know, the ocean, but yet not have all the, you know, not have it so dense. They can do it mathematically and make yeah. it. And you mentioned color. So can you see music as well as Absolutely. hear it? Absolutely. Wow. We heard that. Like, music is like people walking around, he says, but different. It's like energy's walking. It's just different. Silly question. We are all musicians. We're all not musicians. We're all music. We all have our own frequency. I'm like, would mine be high pitched? <laughs> well, I must say, I was reading uh, Michio Kaku's book, The God Equation, and he's a he's a physicist, and he talks about string theory. And, yeah. Yeah. And his point is, is that God or the idea of God is music. That consciousness is music. Is that correct, Tom? Oh, wow. He's like, it's not only music, it's sports. And then he showed me Kobe, or Kobe's hair. Showed me how, how like anything that has a geometric design or in space and time. In space and time, like flying through the air to yeah. dunk a basket. Beautiful. I have to go. You have to go. <laughs> All right. Well, first, okay. let's thank every what? Let's thank everybody who's been here. Lou, we thank you for showing up. Jonathan, always good to see you. Jonathan Crane and Tom, very sweet of you to come by and clarify, as well as elbow everybody out of the way. I love it. Love is heaven. It's something we know, but we just that was an interesting. It's different when you hear it from the flip side. 
Love is heaven. Love, love. Love, love. Thank you, Jennifer. We'll catch you on the flip side next week. Yep.